everybody, this is Matthew, and I'm really excited to bring you all a special throwback edition of the You Deserve a Drink podcast. This week, Rizzo and I don't have a guest, it's just Rizzo and I, the two of us, and we get into it. We use this time together to look back on the 10 months we've been recording the show together, and all the crazy stuff that's happened on Scent, NFT land, and how we got to this point. It's a really fun conversation. It was an awesome chance for us to really reflect on what's happened uh, in these 10 months and to take some time to look forward and ask some hard questions about where the show's going, where it could go, where the space is going. Yeah, I'm just excited to give you all a peek inside the thinking behind You Deserve a Drink. So I really, really hope you enjoy Rizzo and I on this throwback classic episode of the You Deserve a Drink podcast. Please enjoy. Okay, we're live. This is Matthew coming back to y'all with a special throwback edition of the You Deserve a Drink podcast. This week, I'm super stoked to just be talking with my dude, Rizzle. It's been a long time since we've hopped on the show, just the two of us to shoot the shit and talk about the state of NFT land, crypto, scent, like everything that's top of mind for us. Um, so we're taking it back old school this week. And since we're approaching our, our year mark together, since we started recording and like just becoming best friends, uh, I think it's really cool to take a little retrospective look on like the past 10 months that we've been co-working together, cooking cool shit up amongst ourselves on this episode, man. So, well, I mean, I don't have to welcome you to the show. Like, we're, we're fucking ghosts. <laughs> well, g- give me a man. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, where do you want to start? Ten months together? It's been awesome, man. It, I've enjoyed every effing second of it. But, yeah, like, where, where do you want to start? It seems like a decade ago, right? It's, it's literally, <laughs> crypto like, time. crypto. Yeah, crypto time. I really feel like it's a thing, man. So much has happened in such a short amount of time. Uh, and And it's weird... At this point, I feel like we're so neck deep in the NFT space, and that really wasn't the way this whole podcast started out, really. It sort of started really focused around like the community that was springing up like sort of like pre-NFT space when it was just burgeoning and everything, and and we sort of like got into this format of... uh, calling out our favorite scent posts, which were uh, inevitably crypto art posts because we sort of like came up with the podcast during that whole scenes like explosion basically. And uh, I don't know, man, it's been that, and that format when we were just, you and I just sort of shooting the shit and talking about the ongoings on scent and cool stuff in crypto art just seems like forever ago. And uh, I was just talking with easy about this, how, you know, and, and actually I was talking with Nate and Jim about it too, how like back then I feel like you could wake up in the morning, catch up on like some notifications and, uh, you know, browse Discord and, and figure out basically everything that was going on within the span of like 30, 45 minutes or whatever. And now you need like a weekend or something to catch up. Or if, if you take a couple days off, you know, it's going to take a day to catch up on everything that's going on. And somehow, man, I, I, you and I have found ourselves at the center of all this shit. And I, I would have never, ever seen that coming when we started doing this uh, because I, I feel like when we started doing this, this was just sort of like a fun experiment on both of our parts. 
right? At, at least on my end, man, I, I didn't really know where this was going. I was just like, cool, man. Matthew's like a really important dude over at Scent. And uh, we're just going to like do this thing together and see what the hell happens. Um, I mean, what, where, where were you coming from then? I mean, back then, uh, I was just thinking about the podcast more as like a vehicle for spotlighting the creators on scent. And when you pitched me, I think early August, about doing a reverse spotlight on myself where you interviewed me, I'm like, all right, that's a cool idea. And after we finished that reverse spotlight, I was like, dude, like Rizzo's the fucking man. <laughs> and we had been in correspondence after that, like really closely. And then it was just like really naturally came about like, let's co-host this thing together. And like you mentioned, the timing of it was just perfect. It perfectly coincided with the crypto art spring that just erupted on scent and then in the greater NFT space that got us like locked into to that part of the whole scene. And then I think it was you, you were, you were talking with Sid from Roll and you just kind of threw the idea to me one day. You're like, yo, uh, Sid wants to hop on the show. He's actually like a, an avid listener and we were like oh shit that's a mind-blowing moment like other folks in this space listen to our shit and our rambles and from that moment like we went almost 50 episodes deep of just talking with cool projects and mostly nft land like all the nft marketplaces and just like establishing this really cool niche for ourselves um as like super reliable always coming back to you like basically on a weekly cadence really really deep thinkers in the space and i feel like it really vibed with a lot of people and it kind of set us up for all the cool shit that's that's been flourishing and happening around us since then we had recording up until february totally remotely from one another without even having ever seen one another in the flesh uh until we went to nft nyc i felt like that was another defining moment of this this partnership actually meeting up in nyc for that event linking up with with connie and a bunch of other sentients too i thought that was like a really defining moment in our year and again that kind of put us on course for everything that happened since then i mean right after that that's when you linked up professionally with with jim right and you you switched careers and you hopped over to nft42 and token smart right yeah, I feel like there were like two, two like real moments, and and that was like the latter of the two. I remember sometime around it was uh, after this episode with Tri Roll, and then we had like a string of like like bangers on. Like we had like Known Origins, Super Rare, Maker's Place. Like all of a sudden, everybody like that. Sid sort of like uh, opened the floodgates for. Uh, a lot of people hopping on our show, Open Sea. You know, we had a string of like huge people, and there was some point in like, I don't know, December or January that I, I was just sort of like took a step back, like personally, I was just like, holy shit, like what the hell is going on here? Like, <laughs> it, it went from like a uh, informal podcast where I just sort of felt like I was, you know, truly looking forward to just shooting the shit with my buddy like once a week and everything to all of a sudden like every high profile platform in the pl- in the space wants to get on our shit uh so I, that was like sort of like a really surreal moment and then you actually on the heels of that sort of twisted my arm into coming to nft nyc uh because that was sort of like a pain in the ass to get to and i had to take some time off of uh my current job at that point and everything but i i really felt heading into that that 
some shit was like cooking in the grand scheme of things. And this was going bigger places. And yeah, man, that was absolutely like, uh, will will probably be a defining moment in my life. Honestly, I mean, I literally changed careers to jump on Jim's bandwagon. I, I drank enough of Jim's Kool-Aid about metadata being hosted on the blockchain and, and bought into his whole shtick and liked his like sort of crazy fire passion for the space and everything. And, uh, and yeah, man, t- I mean, 10 months ago, life was very different for me than it is now, uh, certainly. And, uh, now I really just feel like the sky is the limit, man. I, you know, I've been like full time in this space, uh, doing the stuff that I've always wanted to do in terms of just like continuing to stoke the fire of the community and, you know, show people all the awesome shit that's going on in this space. And I don't feel like the momentum is slowing down at all. If anything, I feel like it's continuing to pick up. And there's been a couple points where I've been, I've said to you, I'm like, dude, are, are we going to like eventually run out of projects to have on our show and, you know, just have run the gamut on everything. But we're almost hitting a point where the projects, the big projects that we had on in, you know, November, December, January, so much stuff has happened with them that, you know, having them on would be a totally brand new episode compared to what it was before. Right. No, totally. And like the bigger projects, they keep getting bigger and they're so different from where they were six months, eight months ago when we first spoke with a lot of them. I mean, to that point, like teaser alert, we're going to be speaking again with Sid and Tri Roll to recount all the crazy ass progress that they've been blazing over on their side next week. So look out for that. Right? Like, oh, they were just like a fledgling, like, you know, <laughs> platform when we first interviewed them. And now they're like fucking all grown up and taking over. <laughs> it seems like, like, geez, Sid. <laughs> they're like this little cute potted, like, plant, like you put on your windowsill and like, oh, that's so cool. I've never seen that plant before. And then now, like, like the fucking took over the whole neighborhood, right? <laughs> they're everywhere. Yeah, and you see, like, VC coins popping up. Like, kudos to them for building the f out of that project yeah they cornered the market basically yeah these projects that are like really exploding in my eyes and like going up and to the right and then at the same time we have a bunch of new projects that are coming into the space that are doing really cool innovative things like either with nft loans collateralized loans um like rental contracts there's like even like a a project that seemed to be on like Galapagos Island of NFT land, like Texel, like we're just like kind of like uncovering that have been in this space that we don't even know about. So I, I feel this space just expanding in front of our eyes, like straight ahead to the left, to the right behind us, like this unfolding universe, right? This metaverse really yeah. of amazing projects that we're never going to run out of. And I think this kind of leads into what we're doing with the whip. And what you've been doing at Token Smart, building out like these virtual events. And man, I, I feel like this is like another wave that both of us managed to get on at the same time. And I'm so happy for that because these podcasts are awesome. And it's a great way for us to kind of like keep our fingers on the pulse of NFT land, then the broader crypto space. But like, it's not going to like pay our way in the world at all it's not a full-time job even though sometimes it feels like scheduling that stuff and recording it and editing it like it's a lot of work but 
I feel like that has paved the way for what we're doing with the whip, which is, I mean, we had the tingles earlier in the, before we started recording about the possibilities and we can kind of like keep that for a later episode, but man, the whip kind of blew up too. Yeah, man, that, that seems like the real showcase of us uh, being able to combine forces, and and uh, it's it's every week there's like so many leaps and bounds uh, that we gain on the back end of things that just you know open up so many possibilities. The um, I feel like the just going back to a point you had made about the um, it's like NFT Fi does the loans, and I think it's like Niftex that does the sharding. Um, or uh, it sells the shards of the NFTs or whatever it is. That's right. Too, is it, I feel like we, we got to get rid of that term. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Shard but, with a D, folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like that, that's sort of like the beginning of the convergence, right? Of like these two Ethereum communities. That's sort of like, I don't know, people, it seems like people DeFi native, like that's something that would be more appealing to that crowd. And it certainly is to me like that. I, that's like not just me for me personally. And I know it is for other people. It's just not like super exciting uh, for me, but I do feel like it's a great sign that other, you know, communities are seeing the value of this space and bringing their expertise into creating projects in this space. And I don't know, man, I, I just like, I don't see, uh, I don't know, man. I'm just going to do my thing and come off like really narcissistic and, <laughs> and like pretentious, but I'm like, dude, this, to me, I'm like, this sounds like mainstream adoption, right? I don't understand. I was, I was just saying this to uh, a buddy of mine who I grew up with that I was probably rambling on too long about this shit, but I'm like, you know, I, I don't see how the financial sector is going to be what pushes crypto into the mainstream. It's going to be shit like art and music and video games and all the type of stuff that that type of stuff within crypto is in its infancy, but that's mainstream adoption. That's how you get it like, you know, in real time with real people and you strip the crypto out of it. Like a lot of these projects like NBA top shot and, um, tops and, you know, some of these big name people who are getting into it are doing and, you know, I just sort of had this like moment uh, again the other day that I'm like, dude, are we going to be it? Like, we're, are we like collectively as a community, like literally going to be the ones that push crypto into mainstream adoption? And I, I feel like it only seems far-fetched in the sense that the community isn't as gigantic as you would like it to be. But in concept, I, I just don't see anything else that has as much potential to really, really drive mainstream adoption other than the shit that tons of people in the world are already really, really interested in that don't need to have crypto knowledge. Uh, so anyway, that's just like, yeah, narcissistic rant aside that I think we're basically paving the way of the future. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, we're going from like this really, really small island within crypto and NFT land, right? Or NFT Isle is probably more apt. And like you mentioned, like with Niftix, uh, Lendroid, NiftyFi, we're starting to subsume a lot of DeFi. Like the real DeFi projects, they're realizing that like NFTs hold that like coveted link to quote unquote regular, like non-super techie people, right? Yeah. And uh, also at that same intersection, we're starting to see the blockchain-based VR worlds, which are like they utilize and take advantage of 
all the power of the NFTs, plus like the creative community around that. And they're all kind of like converging in this really, really interesting vortex that's beginning to suck in the attention of a lot more people who they have are not in the space of crypto or NFT or anything, period, right? And we're starting to see these people start to show up at the whip. And that's the most exciting thing to me. And that's just, it's just further reinforcing what you're talking about, about the road to mainstream people understanding that this is something that's really cool, not really needing to care about the the raw technical stuff, but coming in here, seeing a bunch of crazy people do cool, really interesting things and want to get involved. And then just having like really simple tools or tools with simple interfaces ready for them to kind of like dive in and get creating and start earning and collaborating and all this cool stuff that crypto facilitates without really knowing or caring that crypto is facilitating any of it. That's the beautiful future that everyone has been searching for up until this point. And it's just getting started in in our our neck of the woods and we see it. So that's why we're charging ahead so quickly. And it's so funny that a lot of people are going to be caught unsuspecting and kind of like unaware when the shit really starts to to catch even bigger fire than it, than it is like uh, in, in our view right now. Yeah. I mean, the biggest problem in my opinion for crypto in general, for mainstream adoption, has always been like on ramps and like education for people. And, you know, again, I'm like, these are the smoothest on ramps going on right now in our space for people who have a vested interest in certain things that are going on in this space, but don't understand crypto. And those on ramps are getting smoothed out. You can, you know, hop into the whip with one click. You can pay with credit cards on what is it? Nifty gateway. And uh, you know, some of these other platforms that are coming out and you know, it's, it's happening in our little neck of the woods, like right this second. And yeah, man, I, I feel like, uh, you know, as soon as you said we're gonna, people are gonna be caught. I'm like the expression that came to mind, caught with your pants down, and then I immediately imagined everybody in crypto voxels, you know, is already walking around <laughs> pantsless, uh, you know. And if the next ten months is anything like the last ten months, we're gonna be in the center point of something, you know, absolutely massive by this time next year or whatever. You know, I I just feel like this is one of these like the cats out of the bag type of situations and it's, it's a little too early now but you know just imagine when all these hiccups are smoothed out and uh you know crypto voxels is polished people can easily trade these things amongst each other uh and you know we get these second wave of like actual like big companies and organizations coming in and taking advantage of this technology but you know, we got we got big name trading card companies that have already seen the value of this. I didn't realize until I talked to Whale Shark that the Magic the Gathering guy is behind Gods Unchained. And so people know what's going on. It's just, we just got to keep pushing, you know? Is there anything that we can do better to help propel that that vision that we see to a larger audience to help more people like understand what the deal is, to help all these projects in the space, like, I guess, get more recognition. Like, what, what can we do or keep doing to help that bring that vision of the future closer to reality for us? That's, that's a good question, man. I, I feel like, honestly, I, I feel like we've done a pretty good job of that. And I think we just need to continue to 
keep our eyes open and not have blinders on to projects that are going on in the periphery. Uh, because like you said, man, we've, we've run 50 episodes deep and a lot of them have been big name projects. And some of them have been projects that aren't as big that we just thought were interesting and deserved a you know, spot in the limelight just to you know, share with our audience and everything. So I, I feel like we've got to continue to have a healthy mix of projects that are doing very important things that are coming on that our audience already has a connection with. And then you know, we've recently sort of forayed into DeFi, which is certainly not my area of expertise. But having DeFi Dad on is a great voice for that community. And I feel like having him on the whip as well was really a really cool convergence of the two Ethereum communities. Uh, I, I would love to continue to push the boundaries of even beyond like the Ethereum community into uh, some of the other like altcoins or, or Bitcoin communities or even like beyond crypto entirely into people who are really interested in the arts or like VR that has a relationship with some of the stuff that, or, or projects that we've had on here, but maybe not necessarily the relationship is, uh, you know, inherently crypto. So, you know, I, I feel like we've sort of carved a good niche for ourselves and really as long as we stick to our formula, um, you know, I, I, I think we just got to keep our eyes open and, and keep pushing forward. Uh, but shit, dude, I'm like totally open to suggestions. And like I was saying, I, you know, I, I feel like it's almost worth bringing up, man. It's such an exciting concept that you dropped with the whip earlier. Uh, so I don't always have the answers and I'm not claiming to. If you have other ideas or, or if anyone listening has ideas, you know, I'm, I'm down to pivot. Uh, what are your thoughts? Dude, it's exactly what you're saying. It's it's that combination of keeping our eyes open, making sure we're not missing anything. We're such voracious consumers of, I think, just so much information, not just within uh, the NFT space or crypto, but I think we're both pretty widely read, always looking at the new cool shit. So it's it's that combination, eyes open, pushing forward, and, and making sure that we're constantly growing and trying new things. Like we have a, a, definitely a cool format with YDAD and you now with token smart right having our own podcast but i feel like there's there's definitely green space for us to grow what we like how we record like maybe we take the show to like mozilla hubs or a recording studio in decentraland or cryptovoxels and start doing like some live tie-in for like certain group of folks in addition to like putting up this sort of audio focused content right people yeah. like to consume content in various form factors and i feel like we definitely have a lot of great guests on we have interesting point we have totally different ways of attacking and viewing different concepts and projects and stuff and i feel like other people would would benefit from from just seeing us not necessarily like we have the best perspectives but seeing that people with like two different approaches can get along so swimmingly well with all these folks in the space. Like it's inspiring, I think. And hopefully it will hope it'll encourage other folks to kind of reach out to us and keep informing our opinions and ideas of like how we can start to see things and just kind of like that beautiful reinforcing, like compounding growth that happens when there's so many great people in the space listening to one another 
giving one another great suggestions. In addition to the whip, I mean, the whip is an extension of constantly growing, pushing ourselves, doing things that we haven't done before, um, really, really embracing folks that want to help out and building out a nice little crew around us to help spearhead that vision into the future, which will accomplish a lot of the same goals that we have been talking about over the past 10 months um, since we've been recording this show. So I think like all the, all the above is super, super helpful for us to just stay cognizant of as we keep our eyes open and and push forward. You know, it's funny, man. I I feel like when we started out, it was, I felt like, I always felt like there was like a very clear path forward, right? We started the podcast. It was like, okay, let's just try and, let's just try and get this thing off the ground and see if anyone's going to listen to our asses and, <laughs> you know, just, you know, create some, do something fun, create some cool content, rope this and community into it and everything. And, and so, and, and that worked and that was like really cool and everything. And then we started with like the platforms and everything. And, you know, back when we started, I feel like this the space was, well, it was much smaller than it is now. And there is a very clear path forward with that. It was like, there's certain big name projects in this space that we absolutely want to have on. And some of them reached out to us. We reached out to some of them uh, and, you know, got to this point where we had checked all those big boxes that we wanted to. um, And now I feel like there's really not a clear path forward, which I think is a good thing because there's, there's so many boxes to check now in so many different directions to potentially take things that it's, it's nearly impossible to like, I mean, you really have to like choose a lane, which is not something I felt like we really had to do before. I felt like the lane was almost making itself known to us in a, in a very obvious way. It's really hard to predict like what the best direction is to take and how to best proceed forward. And I'm sure it's going to be fine. You you know, I I think you and I put our best efforts forward in any direction and we're going to have a good time and uh, you know, it's, it's going to be cool for our audience, but the most obvious path forward is not like super apparent right now. And uh, it is really fun to speculate about all the different directions things could go in. But uh, I don't know, man, shit should be interesting. If, if anyone thinks we got this thing figured out, <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah. And well, kind of on that point, I feel like we're really blessed because we have like multiple antennas pointing in a bunch of different directions with you, your involvement with NFT42, Token Smart, me and Sent, us on the Wide Dad podcast, Token Smart podcast, and the whip. Like we have feelers everywhere, right? We're constantly listening to the streets and where the interest and sentiment is going, right? All the way down to like the deep, dark, like niches of the space that are pushing everything forward. So we have a like a really fortunate insider's view on a lot of different areas, which helps inform that decision of like, okay, do we double down on a particular place and exclude other projects that may be interested um, because we see this like longer term potential or something like that. And I mean, if I had to summarize like the three major themes of like our past 10 months, like the things that constantly were popping up on our radars, obviously like crypto art, was there at the very beginning. I would have to say social money from the very beginning until now, it's been a constant vein and uh, ever increasing topic amongst all of the people that we're associating with. Um, Everyone almost has a a social money at this point. And then like NFT based VR, like things like crypto boxes in particular, I feel like these three things have been like huge uh, in the 10 months until now. 
but like curious to hear your take on where what the major themes themes have been and then i mean we're sort of like dancing around like what we're thinking are going to be the big things heading forward you don't have to talk about or speculate if you don't have any idea heading forward but it'd be cool i am clueless no <laughs> I uh, do that. I know. I, I think that you summed it up very well. I, I think the only other thing I would sort of add to the equation is just like the tightness of the community that, that's sort of pervasive throughout those three big concepts that you mentioned. And I, you know, I, when I first came on the scene in Scent, was not Ethereum native and everything. And, you know, I, I felt like the community was sort of scattered in terms of like its interest and everything. And then the, the scope certainly like narrowed around NFTs in general. And ever since that happened, I feel like, you know, that's been like the, the commonality and all these other things have sprung up around it, like the social currencies and the blockchain based VR and, you know, certainly sort of hit a, you know, pinnacle at NFT NYC this year, I, I think for a lot of people, myself included. But I do feel like the, at least for me personally, and I don't know, man, maybe I'm just, you know, I, I've turned my passion into a job. And so I'm, you know, three months deep into actually doing this full time. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I'm way deep in the rabbit hole. But for me personally, the, community itself feels like bigger and tighter than it's ever been and increasingly growing at a very sizable clip and again man sort of back with like the cat out of the bag type of thing i i don't see that like diminishing or going anywhere unless like shit really hits the fan with like ethereum or, or gas prices which i don't see that really happening i there's always bumps in the road but you know i'm not like inherently concerned for this space in general so uh, I feel like that's the fourth wheel of the three that you mentioned is just like the really passionate community that we are fortunate to have been able to, you know, give a, give a decent voice to, or at least a, to the best of our ability. And uh, it, it's been fun, man. Uh, as, as far as what comes next, dude, like I said, man, you, you blew my mind. Everything's been moving so fast that to be completely honest with you, it's been very hard to focus on more than like a week or two ahead of time because I feel like every week it's been something. We had the Infinity launch, uh, Avastar Series 2 launch this past weekend. And, and so, you know, I, I got my hand in so many things that I, you know, don't want to not stick the landing on any of this shit because all of it's like a little bit different. So I've been sort of nose down on the grind and just trying to get right what's directly in front of me. And, and things have been going really well, but just haven't really had time to zoom out like you did with me earlier and, and sort of look back. But, you know, I, I guess my philosophy is if we keep doing our thing and keep, you know, giving our full efforts to continuing to keep an open mind, listen to the community and refine our projects that will get to the promised land, <laughs> whatever that is, we'll, we'll get there. So drop some ideas on me, man. I was really enjoying what you were saying earlier. Yeah, I, we can definitely save those details for for a later day. Oh, you don't you don't want to discuss. All right, cool, man. That's fine, man. It, it's great. Yeah, we'll save it. So I'll be pushing out an article soon called "Worldwide Whip." It's a cheesy title, whatever. But I feel like the ideas and concepts contained in there are going to be really exciting for a lot of people that are paying attention to what we're doing. 
And I got the tingles talking about it. I know you got the tingles listening to it. Uh, there's definitely more to talk about there after we wrap this up. But like looking forward, obviously a lot of the themes that have been central up until now continue, right? I feel like crypto art is just going to keep going. And that's, that's such a beating heart within NFT land. And obviously within an NFT-based PR project like Crypto Voxels, I see that expanding and like the intersection of those two areas combined with something like DeFi coming in and really trying to put faces and like avatar faces, virtual faces to their relatively faceless communities. But if you combine the money, the the passion that is like underlying what those folks are, are like have been intensely interested in for a while with what we've been interested like in like the, the super colorful, creative, really, really just like kind of fucking shit up and having fun doing it space that we're in with NFT land. I feel like the confluence of all that is going to be really interesting. Dude, I've got to say, just to, I'm sorry, man, interrupt you really quickly, but to hop on that point, man, I'm way more interested in listening to someone's boring project if they give it to me in three minutes at the whip with like a giraffe on their head. It's, uh, <laughs> just much more palatable to me and, and it helps me understand why it, it's important. So sorry, man, go ahead. No, man, totally. And I think like that's it. And we're going in the direction that I see things expanding. I feel like the the speaker list that we feature on the whip is a really, really good indicator of where things are going. Uh, like I'm actively trying to curate that speaker list to really reflect what I think is really interesting and people should be paying attention to. But more than that is like combining all these different parts. Like we don't need to segregate any longer. I feel like it's this really interesting phenomena that's like reverse Pangea, right? Like all the continents started like this bungled mass that split yeah. up and like all the cultures formed like individually after that like breakup. I feel right now like we're reversing that and these individual islands that have been within crypto space are kind of backing up towards one another. And I feel like the backing up point where they all meet is is in VR. NFT land has been first there where like our, our trucks are already there. We're unloading all the good shit, like fertilizing the ground for everything that comes after us. And like DeFi is like pretty close behind and pretty soon, like all the other projects are going to be, be over there too. It's just such a great translation point for a lot of people. When other people that are non-crypto native see what's happening over here, it just like, it opens up this vector for collaboration on a worldwide stage that has just not been possible before. Like we set up a Gnosis safe, which is basically the equivalent of a decentralized joint checking savings account, right? And we're halfway around the world from one another. Anyone can do this regardless of where they are, as long as they have like a stable internet connection and an idea that translates digitally. And everything that happens in VR is just, is that. There's so much blue ocean to be developed for these amazing ideas that utilize the tools that have already been set up in front of us. That's where I'm looking. Like that's the most interesting place for us to be. And we're going there. We're there, right? It's all crazy, man. You know, I'm just thinking to myself as I'm listening to you talk and we're sort of doing this like reflection episode and everything. And I've made that comment about Sid and try roll earlier. And I'm like, you know, I bet Sid's over there thinking the exact same thing about us. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, they were just like two random guys shooting the shit in the space when I hopped on their podcast. And 
Oh, now listen to the conversations they've had, they're having. They're all grown up and, you know, important people in this space and everything. And I, I got in on this when, uh, you know, they were just two dudes from Scent or whatever. Um, so <laughs> Yeah. And to clarify, we were all potted plants when I was looking at the potted plant that was Scent <laughs> at the time. Like, we're all these like little like weird animated potted plants for some reason. But yeah, man. heading towards the end, um, like we used to do, we always like to shout out things that we really liked i mean focusing on like what we've done what we recorded over the past 10 months like do you have any like episodes that were your favorite or that you keep thinking back to as being pivotal or important i know we shouted out sid and tribal and that was definitely like a huge inflection point but any other um interviews that we did stand out oh that's a great question, man. I I wish I had a second to think about it before you gave it to me. Uh, clearly, the episode with Jim was an epic episode that uh, ultimately paved the way for you know me to have conversations with him in NFT and NYC, and uh, it it was uh, probably one of the funniest episodes we had had uh, up until that point. Um, DeFi dad is is so great man I feel like I could like you know talking to him almost just makes you feel like you grew up with this dude like you, you know you've known him your entire life or whatever uh so he was an awesome one to have on I, I just sort of gravitate towards like big personalities and everything so that's what uh really sticks out in my mind but honestly the opportunity to learn about all of the major nft platforms was really like interesting for me personally and just like super insightful and and they were all great interviews you know no origin makers play super rare uh open all those guys of uh mint based uh uh nate and carolyn were great what sticks out to you i loved our conversation with connie being able to reconnect yes. after it yes honest, i really really liked that conversation uh, of course like defi dad gym episodes were awesome too i really liked our conversation with james morgan from no origin i liked the insider take the conversation we had recently with uh, Allegria and, and Leandro, I love that conversation. That was, yeah. I felt like we were all kind of like boys from way back. And of course, Sid, like I have to shout out Sid for, for taking that chance on a couple of potted plants like ourselves, like at the time um, yeah. to hop on and, and talk and yeah, just open up and record a really, really fantastic first special interview episode with us. I really liked and and have really grown to like Katie from Dapper Labs and the Top yes, Shot. Yes, 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 yes. She's like super fun, man. I, I she's another one I feel like connected with like immediately. Feels like someone that I grew up with that I could just like you know have a beer and shoot the shit with and, and stuff like that. So, of the episodes that you and I have recorded together, for whatever reason, the one that always sticks out to me was when we hatched the idea of secret Santa or I, I put that on you, my corny secret Santa idea. Uh, but I, I feel like that was also sort of a moment where we took this podcast and then like tried to expand on this idea. It was one of our first like real attempts at trying to, you know, expand the reach or do an event or something like that. Uh, so pitching the secret center and, and that was fun, man. Uh, that sort of fed into a whole bunch of things. The advent calendar came up after that and, uh, had my birthday party in crypto voxels in December and everything, which was, you know, one of our rolling experiments and everything. And all that was so fun, man. And I, I, 
switching to switching the format to interview the platforms, I, I don't have really any regrets about that because I do feel like that was the right move for the podcast. And it's certainly been a fascinating journey that has led to the point that we're at now. Uh, but I did miss these types of episodes where we were just shooting the shit sort of. And I'm, I'm really happy that we have the token smart podcast now where we, you know, sort of fall back on the old format uh, along with Trislet to help bail us out with some of our technical problems. And he had something good to the show, but uh, I, it, it feels good to have both going on now because now I feel like I get to do a little bit of everything that I, I really enjoy, which is bullshit and run my mouth and, <laughs> and also interview like really important uh, people and projects in, in this world. Yeah, man. Same here. It's been an awesome 10 months. We, God, we, we've done so much and we've, we've changed and we've grown and really expanded our reach and repertoire, right? Like our tools in our toolbox have grown, I feel. And as long as we're doing that, that's awesome. And I just feel blessed yeah. to be able to do that with you, man. We kind of like supercharge one another and like we're one another's rocket boosters. And we're able to like calibrate the direction that we're flying through space at like in a really, really like tight way that I, I feel like few people are able to do when it comes to like partners in crime. And that's super special, man. So I just want to say thank you for that. And yeah, thanks to all the listeners who've constantly like given us support that have let us known that they're listening to us, which from the beginning and even until now is like always super humbling and special and adds more fuel to, to that fire um, that keeps us burning and heading forward in the space. So yeah, thank you to you, bro. Thank you to the whole space. Uh, do you have any last words you want to leave the folks with before we sign off? Um, the feeling is mutual, man. I mean, I certainly wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. You were the person who believed in me enough to give me a voice, uh, you know, a public voice in this space. And had that not, you know, put these wheels in motion, I, I wouldn't be sitting here with you dedicating an entire episode to talking about all the like dope things we've accomplished in this time at all. So, uh, no, man, I, you know, appreciate you believing in me and giving me the opportunity. Uh, didn't anticipate hitting it off uh, as much as we did. Uh, you know, it was more just sort of went into it and, you know, it was like, all right, he seems cool. Just see what happens type of thing. And uh, never in my wildest dreams did I expect that this would be the fallout from it 10 months from now. So uh, it's it's been a ton of fun. Completely echo the sentiment uh, that we sort of have done a good job supercharging each other. I, I feel like we both come to the table from, you know, sort of different perspectives, but yeah, know how to work together well. And it's been awesome, man. I, I just only hope to keep pushing this train forward and big shout out to Jim for giving me the opportunity to, you know, turn my hobby into a, a full-time career and, uh, you know, see what can happen when uh, I'm, I'm able to dedicate my full-time to this space uh, along with you. So, we're only getting rolling, man. Uh, you know, just just imagine the, uh, the the down the line stuff from here. Uh, I can't wait till uh, maybe every ten months, man. We should do one reflecting on this episode, and we will be like, oh, we were just sort of we had just upgraded our pot. Uh, or, you know, really, we're like ivy on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> right? They just they just sprouted some new leaves at this point, or you know, some shit like that. Um, so hell yeah, man. Echoing everything you've said, it, it's been dope and feel so grateful to be able to keep doing it.
Well, it was awesome to have this catch up and reflection episode. We'll be back with some special interviews again with Sid from Tri-Roll, Lendroid, and some other cool projects like uh, Last of Ours that are cool niche projects, um, but doing cool things in the space. Thank you, brother. Thank you to all our listeners, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Right on, man. Take care. Hey everybody, it's Matthew again, and I really hope you enjoyed the conversation that Rizzo and I had together as much as we did recording it. As always, if you aren't subscribed to the You Deserve a Drink podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen and recommend the show to some friends that you think would enjoy these sorts of conversations. The next few special interviews on the You Deserve a Drink podcast are shaping up to be really awesome. We have V from Lendroid, Sid from Tri-Roll, and Niche from Last of Ours in the pipeline. So look out for those special interviews in the next few weeks. And if you're listening to this, make sure you check out the sent post where it talks about how you can earn some whale social currency. We're really excited to be a grant recipient from the Whale Project, and we want to share that whale with the community. Thank you all for tuning in yet again, and we'll see you the next time. Sent on.